0: Hey, y'all. Tim here. I'm looking forward to today's show. Today, we're going to be discussing the Federal Reserve releasing their quarterly projections. It is not looking good for our economy in the future. We'll also be discussing Abbott's executive overreach and extending the COVID emergency. And we'll ask the question, why do globalists want us to eat bugs? Y'all stay tuned. Taxpayer Talks is brought to you by Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, and it's only made possible from generous donations from listeners like you. If you want to support our work, you can visit texastaxpayers.com slash donate to make a tax-deductible contribution today. Thank you. Good evening, y'all. Welcome to Taxpayer Talks. The podcast where we hold Austin accountable by keeping taxpayers up to date with news that affects their wallets. My name is Tim Harden, president of Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, and my partner Jeremy Kitchen is actually out this week on a well deserved vacation. So we'll be discussing the news all by ourselves. Uh, I do want to thank the Heart of Texas Republicans for having me as a guest speaker. We went over the Texas Prosperity Plan, we talked about property taxes, and just how much they are being hurt by the property tax raises. We discussed strategies on which uh, we can actually push the legislature to uh, create some actual relief and reform. And we talked about the concept of the no new revenue rate. Uh, Most of them did not even know what it was, but it's an important concept that we have talked about before. Uh, So I really appreciate them having me. I enjoyed it. Uh, But for now, let's go ahead and get into the news. All right, so first up this week, we had the Federal Reserve, or more specifically the FOMC, come out and give their quarterly projections uh, for all kinds of economic factors in the in the coming three months to in the year. And the uh, the result was that the Federal Reserve is going to see more trouble ahead for us. So it is not good for the U.S. economy. Uh, they did raise the federal red rate by 0.75, uh, which means that interest rates are going up. Uh, this is their effort to uh, slow down inflation, of course. In modern monetary theory, uh, this is what happens when you print too much money. We printed about 80% of our total money over the course of the pandemic. And so now we are suffering the consequences of that, which is massive inflation. We got all the way up to 9% a few months ago. This last inflation reading was really bad. Although inflation went down a little bit, core inflation actually went up, which was a signal to the Federal Reserve that inflation is continuing to persist and they're going to have to be a little more hawkish on uh, the way that they deal with uh, the rates, uh, trying to slow and cool the economy off by raising rates, which inevitably... uh, It sends us into a recession. It hurts us. And so uh, their statement uh, that they released yesterday was that recent indicators point to a modest growth in spending and production. Job gains have been robust in recent months, and unemployment rate has remained low. Inflation remains elevated, reflecting supply and demand imbalances related to the pandemic, higher food and energy prices, and a broader price pressures. And so... They did release all of their uh, the projections. Uh, most of their projections, as far as what they anticipate to uh, raise the rate to in the in the coming year or next few years, actually went up. So they're anticipating that inflation is going to be a persistent problem that is going to necessitate rate hikes in the future in order to bring inflation down to a manageable level and according to the Federal Reserve that is going to be fine in the two to three percent range. Now Jerome Powell came out and gave a little bit of of an update and a talk after they released all of their numbers and he said some pretty disturbing things. Uh, He did mention that the real estate market is in need of a big correction, and he sees that in the future. Uh, This, of course, will be uh, because of rate hikes, uh, among other things, when rates go up, of course, the, the supply of homes will go up because most people are not entering into mortgages when they get up to 6 and 7% interest rates. And so we're going to see a cooling off in the real estate market, uh, and we're going to be in a downturn. Uh, as far as inflation is concerned, uh, this, he over and over again reiterated that this is his main concern, and this is their primary objective, to bring inflation down. And the primary way in which the Federal Reserve brings inflation down is by continuing to Raise uh, the, the tax rates in order to slow the economy down. And he made no qualms about it. He said that if inflation continues to persist, they will continue to raise rates despite the ramifications to the U.S. economy. And the things that he alluded to is he expects unemployment to go up. He expects a million job losses. And so we are not looking... Uh, very good for the next few months, and in a time when especially Texas taxpayers are hurting, uh, inflation is is out of control. Uh, like I said, we're at about eight percent. Food prices are crazy. Energy prices are crazy. And you 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 bring that together with all of the tax, uh, the property tax woes that Texans are facing. Uh, the people are in a really really bad spot right now, and uh, I think uh, everyone keeps keeps asking you know when is inflation going to die down when when it when is it going to lower well i think most people need to understand that inflation is not going to lower these food prices are not going to come back down Uh, They are going to remain the same. As a matter of fact, they will only continue to grow over time. Uh, The amount that they actually grow will be completely dependent on the inflation at the time. And so usually we're used to a 2% or 3% increase in a year. Uh, That is at least the Federal Reserve's goal. Uh, Of course, all of this is a direct result of uh, modern monetary theory or modern monetary policy. Uh, And of course, this is where uh, we believe that uh, or at least the Federal Reserve believes that we can control uh, the economy by by printing money and or shutting the printer off uh, and control inflation that way. Of course, we got to this because we uh, do not have uh, our money tied to any kind of objective uh, thing like gold or silver anymore. It is fiat currency. and. When we have fiat currency that is based on nothing, it is only based on the supply of the currency that is out there. And since we increased our supply uh, by 80%, uh, we will be suffering the ramifications of this for probably years to come. You cannot print that much money and expect that the uh, the inflation rates are going to stay the same. And so uh, we, we have that to blame. And, of course, we have the horrendous economic policies of the Biden administration. And they have you know, cut off our energy. They're selling our, our oil reserves. Uh, and We've just had really, really bad policy over the last year. And we are suffering. Because of that. Uh, At least from a state standpoint, and what we advocate for at Texans uh, for fiscal responsibility is there's not a whole lot we can do uh, for uh, the Federal Reserve and everything they're doing and screwing up our monetary policy, but there are things that our state lawmakers can do to give relief. To Texans. And we have advocated time and time again that property tax relief is the best vehicle to give Texans relief who are suffering under inflation and high energy costs. And we again are advocating for that $27 billion surplus to be used to pay down on MO compression rates. We've had the, uh, the governor come out and say that, hey, I might be using half. We've heard that the lieutenant governor might be advocating for more than half of it. Of course, we would like to see the entire thing used to pay down on MO compression rates. This would actually give lasting and real relief to Texas taxpayers. Uh, we did support, I believe, Tom Oliverson's bill in the second and third special session, which would have dedicated 90% of ongoing surpluses. And the key to that bill was that it said until the m compression is at zero. And so this would be essentially an elimination of the m uh, tax or the, the school m tax. This would eventually, in probably the span of about five to 10 years, completely eliminate school m taxes, which is about roughly per, about 60% of your tax bill. And so as far as the federal monetary policy is concerned, there's very little we can do about that as the central bank just kind of does what they can to try and uh, cover up the mistakes they've made over the last few years. But on the state level, there is a lot we can do to give taxpayers relief, and it's mainly going to involve that $27 billion biennial surplus. So we need to be advocating for that in uh, the future, in the coming legislative session. All right, now in our next article, I actually wrote an article just uh, letting everyone know that Abbott decided to refuse to relinquish his power and he has extended the COVID emergency again. This is actually something Lieutenant Colonel uh, Alan West spoke about when we were doing the Ropes and Ranch conservative talk last week. Uh, He was very concerned about the constitutionality of this. And, of course, even if we don't get into the constitutional issues with this, we do have massive executive overreach that Abbott has refused to give up. We actually had last... Uh, legislative session an opportunity to rein in executive overreach, which was the main reason for the lockdowns. Abbott is the one who locked down, shut down businesses, declared people essential. We tend to forget this because it's been a couple years ago. But whether or not you agree with Abbott or like Abbott, uh, the, the real question is, do we want the executive branch of government Having this much power, where they can shut down an economy, they can shut down businesses at whim, they can force people to be maxed for uh, vax, force people to have mask mandates uh, what if what if someone like beto o 'Rourke, who has come out and said that he would like to take everyone 's guns, had this executive overreach and so as conservatives, we need to ask the question not on who is in the executive office, but do we want the executive branch of government? having this much power i think some of the most disturbing things about this is the vast majority of states have actually ended their covid emergencies i believe texas is only one of 12 states left that continue to push this covid emergency out i think we're on month 31 so we've had 31 consecutive covid emergency months and uh, this is just horrific policy if If we want this to occur, then Abbott needs to call a special legislative session and get it approved by our legislature and relinquish his death grip over the executive branch. Uh, now the the common critiques when you when you call Abbott out for this, is that what he is doing is he is controlling or trying to control the cities and prevent them from creating new tyrannical mandates. So for uh, you know, a city like Austin or San Antonio or Houston, uh, re-implementing a mask mandate, re-implementing a vaccine mandate, or shutting down businesses. And that's all and well, and I understand that the fact that this actually does prevent that. However... As conservatives, we should be principle over party. And the principle is we want a limited, small government. And when we have an executive branch with so much power that they can just shut down the economy at a whim because they've declared an emergency order, we have major problems. Both of these issues, both the executive overreach and the cities uh, creating these uh, little horrific unconstitutional policies – could have been dealt with this last legislative session or in the in the first second or third special session but they refused They refused. They played political games. And because our legislature refused to limit Abbott's authority and limit the city's authority to do unconstitutional mandates. Now, the only option is, at least from from the executive branch's uh, opinion, is that we must continue these covid emergencies to keep a lid on all of these cities that, that want to mask citizens. It's just really bad policy. And as conservatives... Uh, someone who advocates for smaller government. We should oppose this uh, because you don't know who's going to be your governor in 10 years. And so the the smart thing to do would be to have a well-balanced uh, branches of government that have checks and balances, and that if uh, if we want to shut down the economy, which I would always advise against, that at least we need to have the legislature come in and, and have our representatives, whom we elected to do things like that this actually uh, make the call and not have one man acting as a king extending emergencies for as long as he sees fit it looks to me like he's going to keep Uh, keep reinstating this over and over again until the next legislative session. I hope that is not the case. I hope Greg Abbott uh, does the right thing uh, from just a conservative standpoint and relinquishes his death grip over the executive branch. Uh, I hope that Texas is not one of the last states to end this. But, of course, uh, Abbott has the sole authority to stop doing this. He also has the authority, if he wanted to deal with these things legislatively, He absolutely could call a special session right now. He has the authority to call special legislative sessions whenever he wants, as many as he wants, until his agenda is complete. And so there is blame that lies on both, both in Abbott's lap and also in the legislatures. Uh, We did not deal with this, and we are now suffering the consequences of that. I would advocate that you as taxpayers uh, let, let the governor know. If you oppose big government and you oppose executive overreach, uh, email him, call him, let them know the COVID emergency needs to end. And if we're concerned about uh, cities doing the wrong thing, then we need to call a special session of the legislature and do things the right way, the constitutional way. Uh, It is the best way to protect Texas citizens. And this is why we elect representatives to represent us. They should have a voice in this. And so... We will see. We will see next month if Abbott decides to renew again. I'm fearful he will, uh, but I do not have a crystal ball. I cannot tell the future. All I know is that this is not the way a limited government works. Uh, and if Texas is leading the nation, we are not leading VR very well. As a matter of fact, we are now in the minority. So hopefully we deal with this next session. Hopefully the legislature grows a backbone and uh, limits Abbott's or anyone else's who's, who's in the governorship, their authority by passing real executive overreach reform. Uh, we will see in the coming year if that, if that actually occurs. Alright, and finally, our last little bit uh, is actually had a lot of fun this week uh, talking about the World Economic Forum. I did an explainer titled What is the World Economic Forum? And ask the question, do they really want us to eat crickets? Uh, And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you've probably never heard of the World Economic Forum. I can tell you that there is quite a bit of grassroots that have. As a matter of fact, there is uh, little uh, allusions to the World Economic Forum every time I go and have a speech. Uh, Klaus Schwab, who uh, is is kind of a Bond villain-looking guy who runs uh, this thing, Uh, he has... Uh, some really crazy ideas about what the next phase of the industrial revolution is yeah I think he calls it the fourth industrial revolution uh, and he is projecting uh, where we're headed with technology and he is absolutely uh, dealing with uh, things like food shortages in uh, in really Weird ways. Uh, I think in the past, uh, the World Economic Forum has been seen as kind of a conspiracy. When you when you say things like, you know, do globalists really want us to eat bugs? Uh, do they really want us to own nothing and be happy? Uh, most people's reaction is that you know what. Uh, that sounds like some crazy internet stuff. Uh, that can't be true. Well, if you take time to go read my article, I actually proved that uh, they are, in fact, true. Uh, they, uh, the, the World Economic Forum has a website that they lay out a lot of this stuff. And I pulled multiple videos where, in their own sponsored video, they reiterated a lot of these common talking points. Uh, the, the, if you've ever heard of the word, the Great Reset, um, this is, uh, I don't think it was original to the World Economic Forum. There was a book written by another lady, but absolutely, uh, if you go to their website, there's a whole section titled The Great Reset. Uh, they've dedicated a web page to it, and Klaus Schwab basically talks about this fourth industrial revolution and where he would like to see our economy go. This is going to be based, he's basing on things like ESG, uh, if you don't know what that is. Um, it is basically a woke philosophy of investment, and so they are trying to. To steer investors towards companies that uh, are part of the woke agenda: uh, environmental, social, um, and governance. Environmental, social, governance is what it stands for: ESG. And so they want to push companies that are anti-fossil fuel, that are pro-renewable energy or batteries that is very unreliable. And of course, the social aspect of it is getting on the woke agenda, pushing the LGBTQ agenda uh, and all the trans stuff and the abuse of children. Uh, They want woke companies who have the rainbow logos and they want uh, to persuade investors to invest in those companies, and they want to dissuade investors on companies that do not uh, abide by that. And so, this is uh, kind of their main their main piece. They want to affect the world economy by edging out conservative, edging out uh, traditional Christian values. And yes, they do have a web, uh, webpage completely dedicated to the Great Reset. As far as the, you know, you will own nothing and you will be happy, uh, this is actually in a video produced by them called Eight Predictions for the World in 2030, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And yes, they talk about where the economy is going. Uh, massive mega corporations are going to own everything everything they're going to own cars they're going to own your house they're going to own uh, all of these products he sees the future of ownership in uh, services or the future and product of services so uh, everything that you have you will rent from mega corporations and you will be happy this is their vision of course what this actually will do is it will devastate uh, normal middle class people to where we are Poor. We are unable to invest. They're trying to price us out of the market. There absolutely is an agenda. They're very open about this, and we should fight against this. We should support no one who supports this globalist agenda. Uh, And it's—they are absolutely trying to collapse the U S as a superpower and look at, uh, the idea of globalism and sharing that. And so it is anti-American. It is anti-capitalist. It is anti, uh, Individual wealth—they absolutely are trying to transfer the wealth to mega corporations, uh, international corporations, and not allow people to own anything. It sounds crazy, but you can go and look at the video yourself. You can go to the World Economic Forum's website, and they lay all of this out. They're not hiding it. And of course, the last one uh, is—it's—it's it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, they that they want us to eat bugs, they want us to eat crickets, but they, yet again they have a video, an official World Economic Forum video, where they talk about uh, moving our protein away from animal husbandry or raising cattle because, you know, cattle, uh, they fart and they they can increase climate change. It's unsustainable. You're taking up land uh, that we could grow plants on that could help, you know, the, the carbon emissions of the planet. Uh, and so a bunch of Liberal nonsense. Essentially, uh, they're they're pushing this woke environmentalist new green deal nonsense, and to do that, they're wanting you to stop eating steaks, and they want to start. Uh, creating cricket farms or mealworm farms, and 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 they'll, they'll pitch, well, it's a great source of protein. Uh, I, for one, am not going to be eating crickets. As a matter of fact, we've seen some products, some grain products that are actually slipping in cricket protein. So I would even encourage you to check the back labels of your food right now, uh, because it is it's they're starting to do this uh you know beef uh, prices are going up uh they're becoming more and more restrictive on uh you know industrial farming which ultimately will hurt the supply which ultimately will increase demand uh food will skyrocket and so uh, i think the best thing for conservatives is to you know have a good relationship with your local ranchers and farmers. Uh, if you have land or you have the ability, grow your own food. Uh, become independent because there absolutely is an agenda uh, to force these horrific woke policies on us. And uh, we're, we're in trouble if we don't push back against that. I don't know if they're going to be successful or not. That's going to be largely dependent on if conservatives and small uh, government uh, supporters Uh, Push back against this uh, and and vote with our dollars and don't buy products that are supporting the ESG. Uh, Support local farmers. Support local businesses. Uh, There's uh, an app I've talked about quite often called Public Square. Uh, And if you don't know about this, uh, it's on the Apple Store and on Android. You can go and it's basically an app that businesses sign an agreement, an America First agreement that, you know, they're pro-life, they're pro-capitalism. You can go read all about that, but I would encourage you to go look into that application. I use it so I can invest in businesses uh, up here in Fort Worth where I live and make sure that I'm not only voting correctly at the ballot box, but I'm voting with my dollars and supporting people who support America, who support a strong Texas, and we are against this globalist idea of the destruction of the U.S. economy, and forcing people to be uh, serfs, to rent everything uh, and to to feed us crickets while they eat ribeyes in their ivory towers. Uh, this absolutely sounds crazy, but it's on their website it's pretty easily accessible Uh, it's not just some crazy people on YouTube you can go to the World Economic Forum this is real so if you hear people talking about this uh, don't make fun of them go do your own research Uh, you can find the stuff pretty easily And so that is all I have for today. Uh, We certainly miss Jeremy. I certainly miss talking to another human being about these. We look forward to him returning from his well-deserved vacation. Uh, Thank you all for being with us. And I look forward to seeing you all again next Thursday at 5.30. You all have a great day. As a quick reminder, make sure to check out our newly redesigned webpage at TexasTaxpayers.com, follow us on social media, and subscribe to our weekly email, The Fiscal Note, to stay up to date on issues that affect Texas taxpayers. We'll see you next time.